welcome members to the NICRA podcast. It's the official podcast of the National Ice Cream Retailers Association, uh, where we are all about ice cream people helping ice cream people. Uh, and in this episode, we're very grateful to have Roger Tryon on the uh, line. How are you, mate? I'm just fine, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Mate, it's a pleasure. Um, thought it would be a good time to talk to someone in the insurance game. Um, Tryon Miller have been a great supporter and uh, supplier of NICRA for many, many years. And um, in uh, the process of uh, COVIDs and damage to business and all sorts of things, uh, I think there's a lot of things that business owners should be kind of checking off to make sure that they're amply covered for different things. And insurance is one of them. Uh, before we jump into that, though, do you want to just give us a description of uh, your business, uh, how it's structured, how long you've been in the industry, that kind of thing? Okay, sure. Um, yeah, I started actually in the insurance industry on October 15th of 1971, um, working for a small uh, uh, local company, Farm Bureau Insurance, and then moved over into the independent side in 1975, and then became a, a owner of a part owner of my insurance agency, which is on the independent, which means that we deal with many different insurance companies. And so um, probably since then I've just been involved and now we've worked uh, from, went from a very large uh, independent agency to more of a smaller, more compact uh, insurance agency that now is more geared towards the retail uh, business owners, um, kind of getting away from contractors and um, um, municipalities and things like that. So, and um, and also uh, I've got I have a designation uh, of like the top ten percent of the insurance agencies across the United States. It's a it's a con, it's a consultant insurance consult a certified insurance consultant. Hmm. I've had that designation for um, many years. Uh, that designation comes with about a five-year program, and then every year you have to update your do your updates, which is like 20 hours a, a year to keep up with the current changes in the industry. So uh, I'm licensed in the 48 in states, uh, so we can ride anywhere except Hawaii and Alaska. Mate, the fact that you could say that you got into the business game or the insurance game on the 15th of October, 1971 says a lot about a detailed oriented man. <laughs> yes. I, I can't even remember what I ate for dinner last night and yet you can <laughs> pull these dates out. Um, I mate, uh, a long time in the insurance business. Tell me where did the uh, connection with NICRA first come an ice cream business? We, um, we had been a, um, an insurance provider for an association uh, for bakeries, retail bakeries called the Retail Bakers of America. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had developed special programs for bakers who are having uh, problems with workers' comp carriers and classifications and other different types of coverages um, that were specific to their industry. For example, we were the first agency to ever put equipment breakdown on a business owner's policy. Uh, before, before we did it, you had to buy a special policy through um, Hartford Steam Boil, Boiler. So we did that, um, and and so in doing that, we were looking for other associations that we thought would be a good fit, 
And so that's when we contacted NICRA and asked NICRA if they were interested in having an insurance agent that uh, specialized kind of in their kind of business. And um, it's kind of been, we've been together since then and it's worked out great for, for us. Now, extra points on uh, the day and date and year that you uh, joined NICRA. It, um, um, <laughs> actually, I, actually, I don't even know the date on that, to be honest with you. Oh, mate. <laughs> it was something that we worked a couple, we worked back and forth with, and we went to a couple of different um, directors' meetings, and then it just kind of came together. Um, it's so it was, I think, in 2007, I think, was when we, when we first started uh, mm. the endorsement. So we worked with a little bit before that, but um, with different uh clients and things, but actually with NICRA as, a, as an endorsed provider, right. I think, in 2007. Okay. Well, I, I, you, you seem to have all the dates locked in. I just, I know <laughs> I put a bit of pressure on you there. Mate, um, okay. and, and interestingly, you know, as you walk around the NICRA show, and I think my first NICRA show was 2004, uh, there are just so many uh, cones and cups and machines and flavors and ice cream and spoons and um, and you walk past the Tryon Miller booth, and unfortunately, there's a whole lot of knowledge there. Um, you're not scooping ice cream, or you're not you're not kind of you know pumping fudge. Um, but something that is extremely important to everybody. And again, I think that you know as the season kicks off, and as we're talking about changing environments uh, in the world and in the United States, that. Um, it's a good opportunity to be able to just re-talk a little bit about some of the things that, um, that small business owners should have. So um, in, in a broad sense, um, Roger, what, what, are we, what should um, a, a business owner who's listening to this make sure that they've kind of got within their insurance package or at least, um, you know, the core uh, uh, the core program of insurance that they have. And then perhaps we can talk about some of the add-ons that are specific to our industry. Okay. Well, the first thing that the retail owner wants to do is uh, look for what's called a business owner's policy. They refer to it as a BOP, a B-O-P. And that's a policy that combines liability and property together, which means that you'd have to have some type of property coverage in there. Uh, the, the reason why that policy is is what you need to have. The if you bought just a liability policy, then you or just a property policy. If you bought them individually, you'd have to add on things, and therefore everything that come in, you'd say this cost too much, didn't cost enough. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And we find out later on some of those things that are automatically included are wonderful things to have on your policy. Right. The other thing that you get into with um, is, of course, the pricing on a, on a business owner's policy. Insurance companies price those about half the price of what it would cost to buy an individual. So you could basically buy a business owner's policy, which includes property, for a little less than you could buy a liability policy. Right. Um, another thing that's important is that if you bought a liability policy by itself, you would be audited on your sales. Now, while some business owners' policies still do audit sales, most do not. And that's very important because especially when you're just starting out, you don't know what your sales volume would be. Right. And you, uh, what happens if you have an audited policy is about three years once you're in the business, 
you'll get a, a letter from your insurance company saying that you owe about another four or five hundred dollars or maybe thousands of dollars because your sales are much more than they thought they would be. Yep. So that's that's extremely important on the liability side. On the property side, you have, um, again, and, and some BOP policies do still have coinsurance penalties, but again, most do not. Most waive the coinsurance penalty. What do, you what, mean, what do you mean by coinsurance? Okay, so coinsurance says, let's say, for example, you, you have, um, let's say you have uh, $80,000 of property, okay? And um, so you buy an insurance policy. When you start off, you think, I'm going to buy $40,000 coverage or $50,000. That's all I really need is $40,000. So, but you have, maybe you have 80 because you, you forgot to include the improvements that you put in the building, mm -hmm. things like that. And if you have a co-insurance panel, the insurance company will come in and say, you only, you actually have $80,000 coverage. So what's going to take re to replace everything. Now that's not old or used. It's everything that when they're talking about replacing, they're, they're bringing in new things. Right. And, and you bought a policy worth 40,000. So you only insured half of what you have. So if you have a claim of, let's say a small $20,000 claim, insurance company would put a penalty and only pay you 10,000. Right. So, so when you do buy a BOP is what you want to look for, but you want to make sure it does not have, it does not audit sales and it does not have a coinsurance penalty on it. Those are two very big things. Now, are those sales self-reported? Is the insurance company asking for uh, insurance gross company, revenue? Well, yeah, they'll ask you for, uh, it's just like uh, all workers' comp policies are audited. Right. But um, on the GL, they'll ask you for your books. They want to have. They want to have back uh, documentation of what your actual sales are. But yes, they will come in and, and 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 sometimes they can do it over the phone, depending on how big it is. But they will they will require documentation, uh, you know, uh, your taxes or whatever to show what your income is. Okay. So, and, and what you're saying is, you know, they're, they're things, both the uh, order on sales um, is something that you shouldn't have to have in, in, in a lot of business owners. I don't recommend it because especially on the retail side, that's one of the nice things that I, that's one thing I like about retail. If you can get a policy that doesn't have that, because many times people buy policies and, and, and then insurance is not something they think about. So they just keep, they just keep going on with the insurance policy. They don't think to, to go through what their sales are and all the yeah. property yeah. limits. And so five or 10 years down the road, they have some type of a loss or they have an audit. And the next thing you know, they're, all their figures were based on when they first opened up and you know they've just never increased them. So, right. so that way they're gonna be surprised. Whereas they don't have that. I mean, you still have a policy limit. So. You know, you, if you have a total loss, you're still only going to have what the insurance company pays, what the, what you have on your policy limit. Right. But there's no penalties. So I, most people, they know what their policy limit is. And they know, oh my gosh, I only have 40000 you know. So, but the chance of a total loss, I mean, the chance of a total loss is like 3% of all claims are total losses. Most are small losses or, you know, mid-sized mid losses. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what the foundational insurance package should be. Um, 
Now, is there anything, and, and I know we've had conversations in the Facebook group and through the office here about things that are specific to our industry, things like uh, freezers going down and different things like that. What should someone be looking at so far as if they really want to be covered for the abnormalities of our industry? What are some of the things that they should be looking at? Um, well, the, the, the big one probably is your equipment breakdown coverage. Um, and again, with some, some few BOPs included, most BOPs you have to buy equipment breakdown coverage. Mm -hmm. um, and equipment breakdown is typically not that expensive, um, so, but you need to have it on your policy. Um, the biggest thing on equipment breakdown is what kind of deductible the insurance company will give you. Sometimes uh, insurance companies will give you the $500 deductible, which is what we recommend. Um, but some insurance companies won't give you a deductible less than a thousand. So, and with equipment breakdown, depending on what equipment is, that could be a big part of what it takes to repair that equipment. And is the is that uh, coverage just on repair? Is it replacement? Um, let's it's, say it's, uh, it's both. It, okay. they'll, 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 it's either, um, they'll either repair what they can, or if they can't, they'll replace it with a like kind of quality. So depending on what, what kind of equipment you have, sometimes, uh, especially when you're talking with blenders and things, people like to have the, uh, the, the older the brands of, of the blenders and things because yeah. they don't have all of the um, required uh, safety stuff on them. Mm -hmm. And so to get those, and, and insurance companies fine with that. They'll pay for the, for the older. If you can find an older one, they'll do that. If not, they will pay, pay for a brand new one. So, um, but yeah, so it's going to pay from repairs all the way up to a brand new uh, equipment. Right. Um, and uh, I'm assuming that is also if you bought a, and, and you know, we, we talk a lot about the ice cream, the piece of ice cream equipment, that being the batch freezer or the custom machine or the soft serve machine. If you've purchased that used um, and you're out of warranty, I guess this is what equipment breakdown is all about, right? I mean, it's um, the livelihood of, of your business as long as you've got a, a value that if you're paying a deductible of $500, you're not going to spend that to fix a okay, well, you $600 blender. You bring up a good point and the, um, the two things. The first is equipment breakdown won't pay for warranty. So if something wears down, they won't pay to re repair or replace that. The, the trigger, or what they call a trigger, and the, the, what in order for some, a trigger means that this thing has to happen before insurance company will pay. They call that a trigger. Mm -hmm. The trigger on equipment breakdown is accidental. Sudden okay. and accidental. So it has to be sudden. It can't be something that you could have like, this worn down part and it just badly just gave up, you know. So that's the one point. The other one that she said, if you bought the equipment used, but if it breaks, the insurance policy will pay for a brand new one, either repair that one that's broken or they'll buy you a brand new one, even though you never, you didn't have a brand new one. Right. Yeah, and interesting because I mean, I, I guess we're not talking about just wear and tear, and this thing's you know thirty years old. This is perhaps uh, an employee that's left it on the 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 beater turning overnight or the dasher turning overnight, and we've had all, yeah, all kinds of claims. We've had everything from lightning. Uh, actually, we had one in Chicago where a squirrel got into the the unit on top and just fried the whole <laughs> thing, and so we had to we had, and that was a person who was actually 
on vacation for a, for a week when they came back, it was just a real, real mess. Oh no. So it was a, that was a pretty sizable claim. It was a big walk-in freezer. So it was a big claim, but uh, so yeah, it's, it's all those weird things. And, it, and it, a nut could, could go loose inside the motor and, and just tear the whole thing up. You yeah. have a power surge, so many different things. I mean, that's equipment breakdown is one of the biggest items, single items that we have claims on for uh, both bakeries and ice cream stores. Mm. Uh, we need to have another podcast on how squirrels can be so cute <laughs> and, yet, and yet cause so much devastation. Oh my we need to have a squirrel, uh, a squirrel podcast. Okay, that so that's, that's, the, that's the equipment breakdown. Um, and again, you know, right. if, if members are listening to this, it's good to be able to get that policy out and make sure they're covered for this. Um, mm -hmm. And then what was the next one? Was it loss of product? How, does the, how is that kind of formulated? Yes. Now, you, you, with the equipment breakdown, you do have some loss of product in that in that policy, but we don't, we always recommend that you have a spoilage coverage as well, because spoilage will cover uh, your product if it if if it's spoiled, even if the equipment does doesn't break down. Sometimes right. it's just a matter, like you said, somebody turned it off by mistake or something like that. So nothing ever broke down. Nothing went down. It's just that it just it's spoiled. Right. So. So we always recommend that you have a spoilage, even if it's a small amount, you can get spoilage. But, um, and another 